Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Millard, and I am so excited today to bring you a conversation with one of the ultimate women entrepreneurs, Anita. I, you came into my world like fast and furious this year, and I am just blown away by all that you've done, the level of like knowledge and experience and authenticity that you have to share with people. I have questions that I'd love to just like dig into about all the different areas, but I'm wondering if we can start with like a little bit of an introduction, but you really started a couple, a few years back in the multi-level marketing world. Can you dive into a little bit about that? Because I think that a lot of people start there and there's so much to be learned from that industry. Yeah, I I have to say, and thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> I, I have to say that that really was the pivotal point, the amazing nuggets that I got from that business as a turning point to not only being an entrepreneur, but a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So in 2020, when the world shut down, I was in a 25-year dental hygiene career that was coming to an end for me because of the physical uh, restraints that I had put on me. And I was actually finishing up my degree so I could start teaching. And the world shut down. That job to teach came off the table. And I didn't know when I was going back to work. And, And frankly, I didn't want to go back to work because of all the pain. And I had this really amazing business in my back pocket that honestly, I was only playing. Um, I wasn't really doing the business. I was obsessed with the products because it's products that you and I use each and every day, consumable products in really clean and safe formulations. And um, I loved them. Our whole family was using them. And I had someone reach out and say, hey, are you still doing that, that business? And I was like, Yes, I am. So (laughs) in April, so that was end of March, April, I relaunched my business is when I actually started launch or started actually doing the business. And within two months, I had catapulted. And 10 months later, I was able to actually replace my dental hygiene income and then some and retired from dental hygiene. So it's, it's been a gift. And in that business, which I still do and I'm so, so passionate about, it gave me so many tools, personal development tools, tools to be a entrepreneur, not only an entrepreneur, listen, we're all here to make money, 
but to really be of service and to be of give back and pouring into others. And that for me was completely captivating because I've always known since I was a young girl that my purpose on this earth is to be of service to others. So I'm so grateful for this business for sure. So if you knew me in a past life as the an accountant, I got to see, I would say like the dark side of multi-love marketing mm. and how people would be mostly women or actually everybody would be like bought in and not making their money back from things. And like, it was just this weird, I didn't like it, mm -hmm. but I think I've got to see a new side of it where I'm meeting entrepreneurs who actually just come at it from heart. It's not about, okay, like how do I make a bunch of money and sign a bunch of people up underneath me? Companies are almost like switching gears to just like even their payment plans aren't necessarily about how many people you have below them. It's like more incentivized just on how well you market their product. And I think that there's some shifts happening. And one of the things that have floored me over the last while is learning like how much they really put in to developing their people, right? Like if you watch those big events and like sometimes small business owners watch that and they're like, oh, that's corny. But like, I'm sure in your position, you're like, I do this with all my team now because this is incredible. Absolutely. Is that like, does that ring true? You okay. know what? This so resonates because I have to tell you the reason why I played Arbonne and that's the social network marketing business that I'm with is because one, I was afraid what people would think of me as a very respected health professional in my community. I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm working for this little lipstick company. And why is she doing this? And, um, you know, it's a pyramid scheme. But when you get to a position in your life where, and, I, you know, three years ago, this hit everybody, where you don't have another option, you decide. And it, for me, it was like, I have bills to pay, food to put on the table. And I was like, I stand behind these products. It's been around for 43 plus years. It's a certified B Corp total transparency on the ingredient policy and they do pour so much time into developing us and the compensation plan that like Arbon literally changed our lives for the good like as as people showing up as people even in our family it's kind of cool how that all trickles around and like financially it has changed our lives I've earned trips for my family, vehicles, and I'm I'm no more special than anyone else watching this. It's because they truly gave, give and continue to give us the tools to be successful. It is an effort-based business, and so is any business you get into. That's the bottom line. And the training that we get, like we had Ed Milet at our last global training and I actually earned a bonus training with him and it's like they are making sure they're doing everything possible to really align with one um, people and the planet and that for me is integral 
and it just continues to grow and pours over into the communities that I'm doing and really the countries that I'm doing this business in. So it's it's really cool. It's so funny. I see it now as, you know, people are like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And I'm like, actually, I was in a pyramid scheme for 25 years. I always had a ceiling. I was never going to make as much as the dentist. And with this business, there is no capped income. So I love that. And I get to teach people how to do that as well. So they can live to their full potential of what they want for their lifestyle. So it's truly a gift that they give us these tools. It's been amazing. Yeah. So for my small business owners out there, like I under, I am an accountant. I can fully appreciate that there's different complexities to running a small business from being a part of an organization. And, but I think that there are some incredible things that sometimes we're writing off. So I just really appreciate Anita that you like shared those with us, like, especially the level of training that they're kind of setting their people up for success with. Like, I don't think we're watching enough what those companies are doing in terms of like how they're training their people. And then what is we small as small business owners, like, well, what are we doing um, to train our people? So that's not where your story ends. There's <laughs> a ton more businesses and community that you've created. So you really use that as a stepping stone first to for your restaurant, the smoke and butcher. Yes. That was your first one that you opened your, on your own, right? Yes, that's the first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have been in the restaurant industry alongside my husband, who's been in the industry for a few decades now. He's been an unbelievable mentor and really a right hand because he's incredibly intelligent. But pairing those two together, like he's even said, can what you're learning, can you train like our team on this? Can you bring this to the business? And it's like... I can actually, if I can lead all these other people, why not bring it right to uh, the smoking butcher? So it's, it's been a real gift for sure. Amazing. And now you're also opening black box. Yes. And you also have a community that you started. Do you want to dive into some of the lessons of like the restaurant industry that you've learned over the past few years? Well, yeah, I would love to. I think the biggest one for me, um, when I kind of started getting into the restaurant industry, it was a shift because I went from being in, you know, dental for so many years and things are very um, strategic, a lot of things, systems, protocols, and restaurants have that too. Don't get me wrong. However, (laughs) It's a different type of person that is involved in restaurant compared to dental. And so that at first kind of was like, because I I love people. I love food. (laughs) I love connecting them together. And for me, it was like I had to step back a little bit because I was like, there were certain things that, that happened in the restaurant industry where I just couldn't understand. I'm like, yeah, but if we just do this, this should happen. And the thing is, is that there's a learning curve for me that you really need to unlearn and relearn new things when you're in a different profession. And that was a bit of a learning curve for me, especially when it came to the kitchen, because that is for me a blind side. Yes, I love to cook. However, the industry is so, so different. So what I what I did decide would be really great for our team is to get them immersed in leadership development. So I did get my life coaching 
back in 20, beginning of 2022. And I used a lot of my training actually for my Arbon business as well in developing leaders. And I thought we need to bring this to, to the restaurant industry as well. We, we have five leaders going through from the smoking butcher and black box combined coming up here, starting at the end of the month. And for people to really learn and understand the importance of horizontal relationships. You know, I think for decades beyond decades, we've had a lot of vertical relationships um, and running from corporate and not a lot of empathy, compassion, things like that. And now people, especially in the last three years and everything that's happened, people want to be able to connect with their leaders and leaders have to be actually heart led. And I think that has been the biggest pivot is leading with heart, obviously with knowledge as well, and appropriate vocabulary and understanding and awareness. So that's been really cool to envelop, develop in the restaurant industry. So I'm excited, especially now with Black Box opening next month, which is another um, food concept. It's healthy meal prep with macronutrients, which is cool. It's going to be really cool to envelop that because people are showing up so differently in life. And we want our people, our leaders to show up in a way of compassion and listening ears. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. I think it's so cool because I really think this is how like industries change when we have new people enter the industry that come with a different skill set or maybe like not the same preconceived notions that like, you know, you're not ride or die restaurant industry. Like your husband is really like, Ooh, this is cool. This is unique. I love that you're bringing this in. And I think it's so incredible to watch like a focus on leadership, which I don't think that industry is really known for. So no, and, and cultivating leaders. Cool. Right. And, and listen, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. There's growing pains in any business, but cultivating leaders and empowering our people and empowering people we're around, I think is really, I socially feel responsible for that. So um, it's, it's definitely a great tool for what we're doing moving forward in our businesses. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, like I'm a huge reader and I read this book a long time ago that talked about like really shifting how you see your business like I think the example that I'm really remembering it was about the construction industry and how the industry typically faced like a lot of turnover and nobody would really stay and then because they didn't stay then business was harder because people wouldn't do things right and quality control wasn't there and people wouldn't show up and job wouldn't get done on time and like you could all imagine all the things that happen when your employees just don't know you or your business or your customers and I think that's really similar to what you face in your industry. And yeah, leadership is the answer, like pouring into your people, like treating them like they're worth something. And it's incredible the changes that come about from that. Are there any other changes that you're seeing like in the industry or just in general with small businesses that you're like, oh, this is cool. I think we need to adopt this. Oh, uh, well, I will tell you what really lights me up is collaboration. There is no need for competition. And I really remember that clicking moment of like, actually, there's room for everybody at the table. 
regardless if you're in the same profession. I actually do not speak the same language as people that think that competition, like we have to be at odds with each other. I'm finding now more than ever in all of you know the businesses that I do that collaboration has been so key to really creating such a strong and healthy community. And more importantly, it gives space for everybody to be seen and heard. Like that for me, when I'm, you know, chatting on different platforms of things, we all deserve to be seen and heard. And I love when these collaborations come together that people are seen and and watching one another support whether it be, you know, restaurant, fitness, yoga, whatever it might be, our community needs to see that lens. They need to actually see through that lens is that we can band together as a community, even if we do the same business, because it shows strength and it shows character, which I think is really important because I much rather be that person who is there to lend a helping hand or to lock arms with someone so that we can rise together. There's so much value in that. And there's space for that. Yeah, I love that. Because like, for the most part, people aren't going to go to the exact same restaurant every time they eat out, right? Like they want a variety. 100%. So, so do I. If you work together. <laughs> and really, you know, we I, I talk about this all the time when I'm talking about business planning, but it's like your your competition isn't just your competition, the restaurant next door. It's also like families eating at home, you know, the grocery store that provides the same like idea really that people can eat. So when you band together, you get to come up with more creative ways to get them out of the house, to be eating in restaurants, to find community at restaurants, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So speaking of community, you opened a branch of Wine, Women and Wellbeing. Shout out to Lisa. Lisa, was on the podcast a few episodes ago fabulous human being you came across her somehow yes and you decided like okay I need to create this community in our physical community yeah it was it was last summer so the wine women well-being tour was um going through western Canada and I actually bumped into someone who said hey I'll see you this weekend right and I'm like what where She's like, Anita, this has your name all over it. I'm like, okay, so what is it? And she had mentioned, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see if there's tickets left. So I went to the event and I'm watching these women share their stories. And, and to be honest, it was, for me, it was Arbon wrapped up in another package called Wine Women Wellbeing. And I literally had tears in my eyes and I looked at my girlfriend and I said, I am bringing this to Fort McMurray. I have been watching the women in the last two years rebranding who they are as humans, not only in their families, but in our community, creating businesses, and they need to be seen and heard. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm sliding into Lisa's DMs and Fort McMurray is going to have this. And, and I literally came home from that event that night so on fire. And I said to my husband, I told him about the event. I said, so I'm going to bring this to Fort Mac. And he looks at me, he goes, of course you are. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I slid into the DMs 
And Lisa started following me on social media. We were chit-chatting back and forth. She's like, we need to hop on a Zoom. And I said, I don't like, and to be honest, like in all the confidence, I was like, oh, like she's going to be like, Fort Mac, do they really need this? But she was like, four other women are trying to bring this to Fort Mac. And I think you would be an amazing fit. Be, like I've been watching you and I'm like, I think I would be too. Because <laughs> I want all these incredible women that I've been watching who have created these businesses during one of the trickiest times in our world and crushing it. And so that's really how Wine Women Wellbeing Fort McMurray happened. I love it because I, well, first of all, thank you for my opportunity to be a part of one of your events, but I have watched the women that you've brought together, whether they were vendors at an event or whether they were speakers at an event. And it's just like, it's so refreshing. It's a whole new level of like community and humility and women really just wanting to like pour into each other and I don't even know how to say this politically correct, but it's like, it's so fresh. It's fresh, right? Like it's all these women who are just like genuinely wanting to connect. There's no ulterior motive. Mm -hmm. Some of them have amazing nonprofits and like missions that they're supporting. I'm watching this time and you guys are supporting a birth center, which is just like, I don't know, I'm going to get teary, but like, I think it's so incredible watching how you guys are connecting and watching like the genuine connections of people that are how intentional you are about having people at the events, like get out of their comfort zones and Mm -hmm. talk to new people and like open their circles. I just, I really love that. Thank you. It's been, thank you for bringing that. Oh, it honestly, it's, it's a pleasure. And Lisa is actually the one that connected us. And I, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I feel socially responsible to be a stand for our community to have these events so that women can be seen and heard. And listen, I'm all about empowering humans. This was just such a brilliant fit with empowering women because a lot of women lost their social circles during, you know, the shutdown of our world and, and things shifted a lot for people. And we get to bring people to women together once a month to be seen and heard. And not only that, to be able to, you know, I always do that pair along with the social organization to be able to like bring that awareness to that organization and to help support it. Like that is a gift. And you know, there, you know, the women that come, they may not be entrepreneurs and they don't have to be, However, they might hear something that might be an inspiration for them to maybe take that step that they've been worried to take, or they might know someone like, hey, there's a safe space for you to have a sense of belonging, community, and connection, and we get to really water the grass in our community, and that's that excites me. Like, that, like I'm like, okay, who are you? What are we doing next? Who are we helping next? Who can we, you know? Like that to me is what it's about at the end of the day. So yeah, it's uh... I I think it's so cool because sometimes as business owners, we can get caught up in like a little bit of the ego or like proving ourselves. Maybe we're coming at it from a place of like, okay, I need to have my name on it. I'm going to do this fabulous thing. And while you still have your touches on it, I love that it's still like 
wine, women, and well-being. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like Anita Parker, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I love Anita, <laughs> but I love that you brought this together. And then I can't wait to see what it turns into, mm-hmm. right? Like you have all these fabulous things on the go. And I think that's the magic of entrepreneurship is when we can you know, make something that lives beyond us. Maybe someday you decide like, hey, this isn't my baby anymore. Mm-hmm. And you bring other people in to help you. Um, so I just, mm-hmm. I think it's incredible watching it all kind of unwind and like watching you have other people involved and like bring in the community really together, if that makes any sense. Thank you. And I do say a lot of times, like, I love that you pointed that out. I'm like, we, and, and it is, it is me, but it really isn't me. It's actually every single person that shows up for these events, speaks at these events, the social organization, the vendors. It, it's not a me. It's It literally is a we. And I think that is what really kind of, we get to all be in this together, you know, and that's special. But I think there's also, like, this just came to me. I think there's also this balance, okay? So, like, Anita's bringing people together, right? Like you are the one who right now is the glue, like you're helping it all exist without you and your magic touch to it. I don't know that it would exist on its own, but at the same time, it's almost its own entity. So this comes to me because I'm, we were just talking before we hit record and I'm like, man, personal branding, like I'm kicking myself in the butt. I spent 10 years building a business and I didn't build a personal brand. And so I think this is where entrepreneurs come at it. Like I need to build a personal brand. I'm like looking at my longevity and you want to have your name on everything, but you don't actually have to have your name on every, any, every little thing you can build. Like you have a very strong brand of who you are. People know you for a certain thing. You have even a strong social following. And so you can do that without having like, you're like, Hey, I'm a part of this. I talk about it. I talk about how I'm involved. But then you also really bring everybody together. So for anybody out there who's like building a business, I just really want to say that I think it's a mix of mm. like the personal side of things. Like I am doing this. I am, you know, doing something. So people know me for that. And this thing is really great. Yeah, I think that's really key. You know, there's there's something about hmm, the I, 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 I that does, just does. It feels uncomfortable. It's like an itchy sweater. And at the end of the day, you know, this is my view anyway, is that we're all here to be of service, whether we know it or not. We are. We're all doing the things, whether it's for ourselves, our family, our friends, whatever it might be, our community. It's what it's what we are here for. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's something about that for sure. Yeah. So Anita, if you were talking to some new, newer to business, small business owners, what type of advice are you like, I have got to share this with them. This is so important. Yes, this is so important. You know, I hear people say, you know, and I've heard this, you know, from people on our team, like I'm destined for greatness. I meant to this. And, and I think that is absolutely wonderful. However, what people don't realize is it's hard work. I don't ever pretend that it's been easy because there has been a lot of twists and turns for sure. When you get to that point in your life where you make that decision and you decide 
you will do anything and everything to make that happen. And so when you're starting a new business, you need to know one, it's time and effort and vulnerability. And I think most importantly as well, integrity. You know, you mentioned the word authenticity, which is definitely one of my core values, authenticity, integrity, and you really cannot have any kind of foundation without those things. You know, I remember when I started, you know, my social network marketing business with Arbon. at that time, I will tell you, it was for money because we were in a really tricky financial spot in our lives. And that shifted my, my business grew so quickly because I changed the shift from like, Hey, the money, the money, the money to like, actually my responsibility is to the planet is to people, obviously my family. (laughs) So I think going into something with like, why am I really doing this? And it's going to take hard work, you know, and you have to be willing to do the work and you have to be willing to continue to develop. Like I am always a student. I always will be a student. I don't ever claim to know everything. I will tell you I make silly mistakes. Well, they're not mistakes. It's great learning for me. So I do. I, I do fall and I do fail forward and I fail forward. And that's the thing. I think if you go into the mindset of like, yes, I'm capable, I can do this. I'm willing to do the work for it. And I have to also be open to other ideas. And I think as an entrepreneur, you really do have to be open minded to other things. Else there will be actually no growth in your business, right? It's always like, you've got the you've got the wheel. However, you got to change those spokes out with different tools that you pick out along the way. And, and that's really essential for growth. Mm, I love that. Okay. I, (laughs) I failed to like really introduce you all to be honest. So (laughs) Anita Parker, host of Wine, Women and Wellbeing Fort McMurray, Black Box, Smoke and Butcher owner, Arbonne consultant. I'm not sure, sorry, your real, your title within the organization, but doer of all things. I'm sure there's going to be like 10 more businesses <laughs> coming from you. <laughs> we'll include like all of your social links in the show notes, but where is the best place for people to follow along with your journey and just like soak up all the goodness you have to share? Yeah, I think the best is on my personal socials only because I share all my other stuff from my other businesses through there, which is anitaparker.bestlife on Instagram. That is really where people always find me. I'm always showing up on there and it's the best place to to connect with me. And I love to connect with you. It's uh, I am a connector and truly authentically love connecting with people. I feel like your social handle is also just like such a true testament to like the be- like living the best life and figuring it out along the way and reiterating as many times as you need to. I love that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, our best oh, life. Oh, no, oh, no. You're welcome. Tell me Sorry. what you're going to say. We all want to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say like best life isn't because of like, hey, you know, from a monetized or a materialistic point, it's like your best life is created by the twists and turns in life. So it's it's really, you know, 
I guess sometimes I'm like, oh, is that sound a little ego when with that wording? But it's like, no, it's it is. And I've had people tell me because I've asked people and they're like, no, it's like you show it all. Like I will show up on my social media with no makeup, uh, you know, my house coat on and, and, and sharing some things, you know, so. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I love being here with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your time, Anita. And thank you just for showing up as like a true leader for women and other small business owners. I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too, Stacey. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners. 